What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Wow, yeah. feels good to be doing the, the intro the correct way again. The No, but the vestiges of the last intro, uh, <laughs> which are, I think a lot of people loved. Uh, they fucking loved it. Uh, you know, the, I, you, it, know my, you can feel the, the energy in my voice and all that, right? I, I try to... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, like, that's notch right. up. Like, like, was... Yeah, the, 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 yeah. The, my voice just like suddenly, wow, fucking like fake energy and all that. Uh. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> fake energy for the win, man. <laughs> That's the best yeah. way to start uh Monday Monday morning with fake energy. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. It's a yeah, man. It's a rough rough not say rough la, but the weekend flew by la, the weekend flew by. To say yeah, we we can but how was how's your weekend overall? Uh excellent. I went for a run for the first time in like years. Whoa. And then I, I came back with like and now my foot is like completely sore. I can barely walk. But it's the good <laughs> kind of sore, la. it's a good kind of sore. No no no, it's the it's the I can't walk kind of sore. So it's it's like I I think I want to go and see a TCM kind of thing, uh. yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> I thought because I was How going for ran? the I think like three or four km la. But I was going for the I wanted to take a selfie and all that after the after the run uh. Then, but before I could do before I could even boast about it, my my foot started like it ballooned already. So I'm like oh, limping shit. around now, yeah. But uh, oh, no, no humble break. No humble break. Post about exercising. No humble break. <laughs> someone, yeah. someone did send us their IPPT screenshot over Instagram, no? but more like a tongue in cheek. Uh. More like Purposely, a tongue in cheek. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to us. We're going to start getting la. more of this. More of this. And, and why are we going to? We're going to start getting more of this because, because the truth is there are more and more people listening to the podcast, la, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Won't deny, won't deny, and yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's it's that's the thing, right? You know, you share on social media what you don't like, and if it's kind of mm. like something that is not life life threatening or something, you have to be ready that people are gonna just latch on that and gonna do the one thing that you don't want them to do, like is to argue with the stuff that you, you yeah. don't like. So, <laughs> well done, Terence. <laughs> actually, actually, for all you know, for all you know, right? We've you been love secret- it, uh, You love no, it. No, we've been secretly paid by the SAF to encourage everyone to go and run 2.4 and post the results on social oh, media. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hashtag sponsored. That means you all are the suckers that fell for our <laughs> guerrilla marketing. <laughs> Come on, keep sending it. Keep sending it. Yeah, like the SAF pays us a, a, a fee uh, every time someone shares their IPPT results. Yeah. <laughs> we get commission. Uh. No, that's just yeah, a that's great a, idea. Oh, fuck. That is a great that. idea, yeah. yeah. Because I know like, like Fakafaz, uh, he's been posting about how much he hates authors. Then mm. now, anytime there's a news article, he gets tagged. <laughs> like people just take a screenshot, tag fast, tag fast, and it's hilarious. Oh, it funny? is hilarious. Wow. Yeah, man. Cool, well, cool, yeah. cool. But that also, yeah, so I mean, that, that also is related to our plug, uh, the fact that there are more people listening to us, which is mm, what? Correct, correct. Um, the fact that as of maybe like a month or two ago, courtesy mm. of a, 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 a tip by... Uh, Yalaba listener, Spotify now has their own uh, rating system for podcasts. It used to be a very Apple podcast kind of thing. But now, yeah, Spotify, mm. you can rate it one to five stars. Um, I mean, thankfully, we have like almost 200 ratings now with an average score of 4.9. So, wow. um, we would we would like to get like the, the uh, even more ratings. So, if you are listening to this and you enjoy the podcast, please just 
head on over to Spotify or if you're listening on Spotify, that's great. Just 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 tap a few stars, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But the, do the stars, uh, do they mean anything in terms of like, are they, do they come with reviews or anything? No. So, okay, no. so that's the thing that like, uh, at least pot, uh, I think Apple Podcasts, you can do reviews and all. I'm mm, guessing mm. Spotify, I don't know, feels like they're slowly evolving to more than just an audio platform because now they don't mm. allow comments on podcasts and all, right? But at the rate they're going, you know, they're allowing video. They now allow like mixing across podcasts using audio here and there. So who knows? Mm. Maybe in at some point. Got it, got but, it. Okay. but the rating is, yeah, uh, it's it's cool. It's cool. Got it. Yeah, so, it. so if you're listening on Spotify or if not, just do us a... What's the what's the phrase? Uh, do us a what? Do us a solid. Do us a solid. Right. Uh, okay. That's the phrase, right? Do us uh, a solid. You never heard know. that. Uh? I, I never heard that. Do us a. Do s- us uh, a s- solid. <laughs> we are googling. Yeah, and do, terms, Trying to find relevance. Yes, yes. Do something relevant. for someone as an act of kindness. Ah, do someone a solid. Do someone a solid. So, guy, uh, do us a solid, man. It sounds like asking someone to like go and poop or something. Do a solid. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do a solid right now. <laughs> I think you've been, you've been changing too many diapers, is it? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I've been tracking my baby's like, poop too much. Huh? Yeah. Whether it's solid or wet and everything. <laughs> oh, so he, so I said, he did a solid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great, great okay. segue, man. Yeah. So, great but don't, yeah, don't go to the toilet and do us a solid. Do us a solid on your phone. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or do us a solid while you're doing a solid. Halamak. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Fucking okay. solid inception. Yeah. Good. <laughs> solid inception. Oh man. Yeah. And there are people listening to us wanting to get an update on current news and what they're hearing about? Yeah. Doing each other solids. Yeah. Great. Solids. Solids. Cool. Solids. But where do we start yes. cool. this week? Where do we start this week? After after hiatus because of our AMA, what news mm-hmm. is there? Uh the latest news is uh I guess the latest development in a topic that all of us have heard of or are aware of at some point, like it is the topic of scams and mm. phishing emails mm. and phishing SMSs. Mm. But I was trying to like find out why um, uh, it suddenly got a spike. I think because there was a bunch of people who got scammed via some SMSs that were posing as uh, SMSs from OCBC. Mm. They lost like uh, a few million dollars in total. And I think there's now some backlash against OCBC for how they acted through the process and post the scam. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're talking uh, about you? more, than, more than a few people. Like we're talking about almost, I think, 450 people, uh, 469 people in one yeah. month alone in December 2021. In December, yeah. Yeah, they lost and uh, eight and a half. 8.5 million. Yeah, eight and a half million. So, I mean, they are like, I mean, 469 sounds like a lot, but at the same time, you take uh, 8.5 million divided by by 469, uh, what do you get? Uh? Uh, I'm guessing you're keying it in into a calculator. Yeah. You, get, you get about like 200,000? No, 18,000 per person. Uh. Oh, shit. 20,000 so, yeah, 20, per person. Yeah, yeah 18,000 or, or so per person. So, I mean, it's not, it's not a small amount of money either, right? Some For some people, it's yeah. a significant chunk of uh you know their income or all the savings and everything so and this is just the average right so there are some people who got scammed more like some stories of the stories of like you know young couples with kids who basically had no money over christmas and had to borrow from family to to you know just have christmas dinner and things like that 
Yeah. I think maybe that's what started it all. Uh. This, someone posted a public post on Facebook talking mm. about their scam story. It was him and his wife. Yeah. Um, and his wife got a phishing uh, SMS. She clicked on it. Um, and they were they were caught up in like taking care of uh, one of their daughters who was uh, sick. Then yeah. she got an SMS saying that, um, uh, from OCBC's telling, saying that someone was trying to access her account. Yeah. So yeah. then she clicked it. She realized, oh shit, um, there may be something fishy going on. Uh, mm. She called a bank and then they kind of like put her on hold and then uh, she she checked. She, uh, their life savings were wiped out and then the husband tried to call and then he said, okay, uh, it needs, the, the reporting needs to be done by his wife because she was the one who clicked the link mm. and then the bank said they'll try and get it back in nine days but the money was gone and the chances were slim. So then they he recounted his traumatic experience because I think that was around Christmas lah. Mm. So I mean in the end he said they did manage to retrieve two out of the five transactions, but they still lost a shit ton of money and yep. he was just recollecting what how it impacted him and his wife and how they worked through it, but also spoke more about people who maybe did are not getting any money back. Yeah. So that was around yeah. Christmas. And he posted that just on January 15th and it got quite widely shared, like 1,600 shares. And mm. then there were a bunch of articles, including one by Mothership, where they interviewed a few other victims. Mm, mm, um, they spoke to 10 victims. Yeah, yeah. And across the board, they all had shitty things to say about OCBC. Mm, about the way they were treated after they reported the scam, right? Yeah. Like mm. being, yeah, being put on hold, being told that, okay, um, if... They will try and get, but oh, sorry, cannot. Um, mm. So it just, you read it, you're like, oh, shit. But how did you first hear about it? Huh? Or like, or what, what do you think about everything that you've read so far? Well, I, 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 I do recall that the month of December, I got a hell lot of like, um, you know, those, those uh, calls supposedly from MOH or the calls mm. from the Singapore courts or whatever. Uh, you know, usually it's a caller with a Chinese accent or something like that. So mm. I think people were, I mean, the scammers were working triply hard during the festive season uh, mm. to try and, you know, like clean up people's savings as, as they are, you know, celebrating or they're, they're, they're being very yeah. busy. Um, I do recall also some SMSs, but I've generally just come to to try and ignore these kind of SMSs as much as possible because yeah, I, think, I think somewhere along the way, I started getting a lot of these like, you know, uh, borrowing money or gambling kind of SMSs as well. So, mm. so generally SMSs, the SMS like app to me is just like a lot, it's like a junk mail folder, like, you know. Yeah, actually, unless, man. <laughs> unless it's, yeah, talking about OTPs from the bank or what, then I will pin, like, you know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's like a junk mail folder to me, all the messages in there. So, you know, I want to say, you know, people should try to be a bit smarter and all that. But at the same time, these scammers are getting better and better and more, you know, they, they, they're they coming up with all sorts of different creative ways to try and wipe people's money out. Lah. So, you know, it's just, it's just very sad that it comes to this where people, you know, literally have no money to celebrate uh, their holidays even after a couple of shitty years and all that. Lah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I'm, okay, so have you ever fallen victim to a scam or anything at all? Um... Mm. Uh, be it in person, digital, online, whatever. I think yeah. There's one time I I think I overpaid for durians, uh. like like <laughs> literally like I was there with like uh, 
couple of uh, friends from overseas that I was bringing to eat durian in Geylang or something lah. Uh, and then uh, and then I, I said, oh yeah, can you can you introduce something that is good for my friends, uh, you know? Mm. And uh, I think at that point I don't know whether we, it was quite late or we were drunk or something or we were just just like, you know, just basically we were like, uh, you know, in that in that whole supper kind of mood already, uh. And mm. uh, yeah, before I knew it, like, uh, they they claimed that they're opening a durian that smelled like like uh whiskey or something, they had whiskey flavor or some shit like that. And then mm. I ended up being like charged, I don't know, a hundred bucks for one durian. One durian alone. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and like yeah, like, you just I mean, these guys have they're literally in from in Geylang. They're carrying choppers, you know. Uh I didn't feel like it was a very good place to to start an argument or anything that much. Uh. Yeah. And I was much younger. <laughs> I was much younger, yeah. So so So, mm. so like what what do you think did it okay, first of all, did it taste like whiskey? Uh, I mean, if you close your eyes and really think about whiskey, you will taste the whiskey, lah. Yeah, in your mouth, <laughs> la. You would, like You would, yeah. But but no, lah. So of course, it's not. It's not nothing. Nothing of that sort, lah. You know, no. It's not like it's, it's uh, some wine or something like that, lah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you? Did you and your friends talk about that that issue after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I mean, were you we like? We just like, oh god. I think we. No, nah, I wouldn't say scam, but definitely got uh, taken on the right, la. Yeah, greased, la, Yeah. Because durians at the end of the day are not, not cheap, so you probably pay like, I don't know, $40, $50 a durian or something, right? So was that a life-changing moment or not? After which you were more wary of people and fruit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I realized fruit sellers are also, uh, they have a lot of things going on behind the the business of fruit selling. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, Uh, you you think fruit, like how much can you really earn and all that, but actually, if if you look at some cases of like, the amount of money that fruit sellers keep in their safes in the in the back of the fruit shop and things like that, you you know mm. that there's some something going on with that money, like, You know, it, it's not it's what, not really as simple yeah. as it seems. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've gone down the rabbit hole I've of fruit down, sellers. Uh. I've gone down the rabbit hole, and I realized that like, fruit sellers, I mean, they deal in cash, a lot of cash. You know, uh, they have weapons. Yeah, they have weapons. A whole lorry of durians is you know it's 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 like liquid gold, uh, you know. So uh. it's a uh, yeah. Don't don't mess with them, man. That's a there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of uh, interesting things going on back backstage at the fruit shop. What, in like you know, in other countries, they like you know when a truck is carrying a lot of drugs, you get the <laughs> the convoy. You know, Singapore is durian. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you know, like, there are some literal people who who cannot come near the durians, right? Uh-huh. So that's another. I mean, if you're carrying a whole truckload of durians, who who's going to really check through your durians? All right, you have gloves and everything because they're sharp as well, right? So uh-huh. I don't know, man. Is there, I've always imagined like the durian business to be really shady. I feel, I feel like I've unlocked something in you. Sir. All I ask <laughs> is, have you gonna scam before you tell me about the rabbit hole you went down? Yeah, about durians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, of course, all this is is conspiracy and all that. But but maybe one day, maybe one day we might we might find out something and make a show about it or what. Yeah, man. Actually, it sounds interesting. Uh. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fucking this, the underground black market for durians in Singapore. Yeah, exactly. Hold them up. Breaking bad. But the, okay, the the reason I ask is because I think, like um, I think maybe up till a few years ago, mm. it, it was very easy to downplay like oh you know the scams and the phishing and uh, like uh, who will click on this only dumbasses or something. Mm, but mm. do you think the sentiment has changed now, or do you think there's still this air of like huh who the fuck will click on this sort of messages? Uh, no, like like I said, they've become a lot more sophisticated, and uh, and we have. 
I mean, we, we could go into politics of it. Like, I think as a country, we have uh, thrown ourselves head first without really looking also like, into this whole cashless uh, digital banking era. Like, and mm. uh, without a lot of safeguards in properly in place, as evidenced uh, from what you can see here. Uh, mm. you know, so not, not enough education, not enough uh, safeguards within the bank itself. And and not enough, uh, you know the, the the regulators also. There's not enough that the regu- regulators can do to help, uh. So so this yeah, is what happens. Because, because I mean, like um, last August, uh, just within the first six months of 2021, scam victims lost 168 million in mm. the top ten scam categories. Uh. the top is the loan scam. So mm. that one I think is not just confined to SMSs and all. Yeah. But it was two and a half times the amount lost to scammers in the same period in 2020, and I think. What you say is true, like, I think over the past two years there's been so much reliance on e-commerce. Like I'm guessing a lot more people buy groceries now on the phone mm. or website than they do in person. So that means people's general comfort with transacting online is a lot uh, higher. Like. And mm. I mean, to be honest, sometimes I also feel like when I'm doing the banking transactions and all, it, it feels a little too seamless. Like, mm. like it's convenient. Mm. Yeah. But it feels like oh shit, it's really that that easy. Like this now I just enable like some, um, I mean, there's also like stuff like Touch ID and all that and it's convenient but then if you lose your phone, right, uh, okay lah, like, Touch ID is there but it just feels like you're reducing the number of steps but that also increases your vulnerability lah and I think one thing scammers are good is they play on your emotions lah because how this OCBC scam apparently panned out is that, yeah, you will get an SMS with the sender ID saying OCBC and says, mm. Like, there has been a login attempted from a new device. If this was not you, please follow the steps here. Then there's a link. You click on the link, you go to the phishing website, and yeah. you log in there. So yeah. then they capture your, your login. And then yeah, you're yeah, fucked. Yeah. So it's, it's, so, it's, so, it's so evil. Like. It's, it's basically preying on, on you fearing that someone else is trying to log into your account. Yeah. And it's actually and really then, someone else trying to log into your account, but they're pretending to be like the security guy, like, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So it's so so now the biggest debate I think online is that um, whether or not OCBC should compensate the victims. Yeah, or because how or just basically how much responsibility banks actually have, lah, right? Because because yeah. I mean ultimately, yeah, lah, they didn't. It's not like the banks sent those messages or what, uh, or someone locked into the hacked into their system and sent those messages. It's just yeah, literally someone else disguised as an OCBC employee or what coming to you and saying hey give me your money and then you're like oh, okay he works for OCBC so it should be safe and then this is what happens uh. in that case uh, you know it could have been any bank it could have been not just OCBC or what uh, right? but people are saying yeah, in, in this digital age or what couldn't there have been some extra safeguards when such large amounts of money been, were being sent overseas and all that uh, right yeah, because if I mean there are ways that uh you know you can change your one uh your your pin or your password as long as you can, like uh it's not there's no like there's one thing about hacking through code but there's I don't know whether this falls under social hacking where they get they kind of they force you into a situation where you give up your uh valuable information after which they they manipulate it la, because I think there was one time I don't know if we spoke about it. 
previously, but there's one video online on YouTube where a social hacker actually runs the interview through how they could get info from from someone. Like. So mm. I think he calls someone and then just asking for some info that he could get online and then he plays a baby crying noise and says, mm. like, you know, I'm I'm my my baby's here and I, I can't run there. Could you just give me the info? And the person ends up giving the info. Like. So he was talking about the way the social hacking where just by giving cues, asking questions, making use of sound effects, you can get a lot of info. Yeah. And yeah. and I think what you pointed out just now is true. It's not a vulnerability in OCBC system that allowed this because there's a quite an informative write-up by Captain Zinke who mm. I think we have mentioned before. Uh, he wrote something previously where we gave him a shout-out. Um, and he kind of talked through essentially how this SMS phishing scam work uh, works. And essentially... When OCBC sends an SMS or anyone else in your phone, you will see the sender ID. Mm. And it says OCBC, DBS Bank. But apparently, there are websites out there where you can spoof the protocol of the sender ID and Uh, put any sender ID you want. And he tried it himself. And he could send SMSs to himself with the label of DBS Bank. Got it. I see, I see. So, so it, it basically makes you feel like, oh... If it's coming from DBS Bank, it must be official. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because how many of you actually click on the sender ID? Because right mm. now, even though you don't, you look go to your SMS, any SMS from any company you have gotten, in your inbox, it will say the company's name. You don't have mm. their number, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. how can that be? It's because yeah. they have registered their sender ID. Correct, so when, correct. when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, you want to put gov.sg, you want to do that? And can you really blame the bank for that? So then the mm. other argument is, should the telcos be blamed? <laughs> yes yeah because the SMS are going through the telcos right correct, so I think correct. the scammers boom time for scammers man because everyone is using so much online yeah um, that is just opening up so many vulnerabilities la. but yeah I mean um, I don't know man where, where do you stand and whether uh, firstly where do you stand on where the, whether the banks should be blamed um, I think okay I think the blank the, the banks should be blamed for not having robust uh, security measures. Like, because I think OCBC, they had a plan to stop the rollout of their their physical devices, you know, the, mm. the tokens. Yeah. Um, and I think that was a security measure, but then they reversed that and then now they are carrying on doing that. Um, and I know, I use uh, DBS mainly and I know they phased that out a long time ago. So mm. I would blame OCBC for kind of like... Um, not having a robust thing. Like, like, really, does it does it still have to be done over SMS? Mm, I know, mm. I know, okay, downloading the app, is it, like, I think the one advice is you should always transact with the bank of your choice through their app, la, mm. right? And if that's the case, then, yeah, does it have to be SMS? Can't it always just uh, be, you will only get notification through your app? I know that might alienate some people, maybe the crowd who is not so tech-savvy, but it feels like, okay, maybe if it's through SMS, you know, like with tech, you look at tech companies, they can almost do anything, right? Mm-hmm. So this one feels like it's from technology from a few years ago. Eh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and I think uh, people say that maybe, yeah, like, the, like what you're saying, like we might alienate some people, but that, that means, to me, that means that the, the app sucks, uh, you know? If the mm. app is still too complicated, uh, the UI is too complicated for you know for everyone to understand like Cause, I mean, you know, like UI is such a, it's such an underrated aspect of like using an app, right? 
Because, mm. for example, like, I mean, if, I think if you give Tinder or something to any person of any age, within like, you know, a couple of minutes, they'll understand everything already, like, you know, swipe yeah, left, yeah. swipe right, that kind of thing. Whereas when you, use the, when you use the banking apps, it's still like, you know, buttons and instructions and everything that you still got to read. Or in general, like, I'm speaking, I don't want to, I don't want to, to blanket say everything, but my general experience with all the banking apps is that there's still a lot of digging through information. It's like websites were basically just transplanted into apps, right? So, mm. and, and then, on top of that, like, they, how come they haven't learned from all these, like, uh, social media apps as well? Like, 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 let's say, like, you, even if you swipe to complete a transaction or something like that, you know, usually there's, like, uh, there can be, like, 10 seconds or something where the, where, where there's a chance to, you know, hit back, go back or, or, or change your mind or something like that, like, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so it's like, it's like, you know, the the, 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 the whole kind of like self-destructing messages and things like that that are being used in social media. How come those those kinds of uh, UI uh, features aren't being used in fintech, like, right? To, to allow oh, yeah. people to just like, oh, okay, shit, I swiped. Oh, shit, they transferred this big amount of money. Oh, I'm not very sure. Maybe I should check with someone. Then you can swipe back and then cancel it or something straight away. Like. You know, and, and, and they don't have all these features in place, which I feel like, that's why all these apps just need a huge overhaul and, and we shouldn't be like just rushing into into this whole cashless age without like uh making sure that the banks also make the proper investments in R and D and all to make sure that these these apps are safe like, and easy for people to use. Uh. Yeah, because it feels like if you look at the functionality of any banking app, it feels like okay, whatever you can do in the bank, you can do online. Wow, that's great. Mm. But maybe that is the wrong philosophy. Like you're not just moving what you do physically into the online world. Yeah. Uh, the online world is so different like, because I think one of the responses from OCBC was that the transactions were done via pay now mm. and like the name suggests, it is done immediate, yeah. right? Yeah. And of course, you can put safeguards to put like, okay, you cannot do pay now for more than a thousand or five thousand yeah. dollars. But then, you change that via SMS. Yeah. Right? So, so you have... In isolation, all these things, these safeguards, but just once someone gets in, right, you are fucked, really, you know, they can change everything, they can change your password, they can change this. So, so maybe it needs to be more robust, but then if you imagine from a bank's perspective, especially the banks that are so big and they have so much inertia to change anything, they know that if they make their processes a bit more cumbersome, they're going to lose customers. Lah. Mm. Because... You know, in Singapore, I think generally we take a lot of things for granted, especially when it comes to security. And yep. most people think they'll never be hit by a scam. So they're like, oh, fuck, this bank requires don't know how many steps to do this little thing. I'm just going to go to another bank. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, is, are people's choices of banks so so elastic? So so like, oh, it's difficult to use. I'm just going to switch bank. I mean, true lah, because most of them have the, the bank accounts for a long time. Yeah, right? for life and all, right? So, but you can imagine if they change the UI or process drastically, right? Yeah. Then they have to deal with the customer backlash, which I think is not an excuse for, for a bank to not try that. Yeah. Because it's fucking crazy now, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think uh, we shouldn't let the banks off the hook so easily lah. Because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, they, they benefit from everyone, you know... Uh, they they benefit from basically uh the the regulatory structure that that they they're working within and and uh you know the trust for that you know for example that 
that MAS gives you whenever a bank is 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 verified and all that, right? Mm. Uh, so they need to fulfill the end of the bargain by by protecting people's life savings and all that with a bit more a bit more care and concern and compassion also, lah. I feel. So you feel that they should reimburse the people who lost money? I think at least partially they should be responsible for it, lah. Because yeah. uh, you know these. Like, like again, these the fact that these uh cashless transactions were carried out so quickly and so easily before they could even connect with uh someone on the helpline, uh something's wrong there, like You know, like you know, yeah, they're, they're, exactly, they're, exactly. We, you can set a cooling yeah. off period, right? Like, oh, every time five thousand dollars is transacted, you know, you need to wait another ten minutes or something like that before it can happen again, lah. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many other restrictions in place when I want to actually move money and all that. I don't understand how how is it that in these cases the money moves so quickly and so easily. La. Like 100k no? 100k yeah. in, in one transaction I think. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just like um, yeah it seems like a lot of resources are being put in helping in, in stopping you know uh, actual customers from moving money but then when the scammers come in and, and do it they, the, the, the safeguards don't seem to be there. La. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, in their statement, they said that OCBC, the SMS phishing scam is particularly aggressive and highly sophisticated in duping customers into disclosing their personal banking details to fake websites. Yeah. Despite, like, but is it really that sophisticated? It's one SMS, you click, you go to this website, you enter your details. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it just feels like, I mean, I think it's also, I know someone uh, in my personal family, quite, very closely related, who uh, was a victim of a SIA scam. Mm-hmm. and talking to him like yeah he was in the middle of the work day uh, he got his email it looked fairly legit asked to enter his details and he lost a few K la, which mm. is thankfully it was just a few K but yeah. I think everyone also needs to get off their high horse and realize that everybody is it can fall prey to a victim uh, to, to a scam of some sort and I agree, I agree with you la. I think the bank shouldn't be let off the hook so easily because it's the same old fucking bullshit argument you can hear that, oh, you know, yeah, we're too big to move. We have this, we have that. We can't mm. do this. No, man. No. Yeah. Remember when, when I think a couple of months back when DBS basically over two days, suddenly all their digital banking services were completely oh, yeah. disrupted. And then like, yeah. you literally couldn't even do a pay now to, to buy a Tetarik at a coffee shop, man. That's, yeah. that's the level at which we were affected by by that happening, you see. Because I mean like most people I, I've I've I don't go out as much and I don't carry around as much cash already. Like. So I literally yeah. can't go to a coffee shop and, and not have cash and, and buy lunch, you know? So that's mm. the level to which these banking services are needed and they claim to be able to provide for us the convenience and all that. But if their security services are not uh in line with that then, then I mean, someone needs to step in and basically whip them up, whip them into shape, lah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, there's actually a petition going on now as well to that is calling for Singapore to require pre-registration for SMS sender ID. Because you know, just now I mentioned the sender ID thing. Yeah. Apparently, there are fifty-one countries around the world that requires registration for sender IDs to be changed, like including Thailand, Philippines, Indonesia, um, US, UK, even banned sender IDs to prevent phishing. But Singapore has nothing of the sort. Oh, so Yeah, so so I don't know like who the petition is uh, uh, 
towards because it's not say oh Singapore will regulate this is it MDA or is it some authority mm. and it feels like because if you think about it like what is one example of where you would think Singapore is very advanced but isn't really mm. uh, uh, I mean you you're asking for examples is it yeah because I feel like it has come up uh, 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 a lot but I cannot think of anything. Uh, in my mind, but basically, I think it's around. It echoes the same sentiments about how you said that we have all made this leap towards like cashless and everything e-commerce, everything mobile. Mm. But it feels that certain regulations and all are have not kept up, lah. Yeah. Or certain processes, yeah. lah. Yeah. Right. That's right. And and yeah, it, it just feels like um, yeah. I think I think there there needs to be a lot more talk about this because. Yeah, the scam now, like, even for our company email, we're getting so many scam emails. Yeah, and, um, they, and they prey on the, the one thing that we are, we, we probably would be most, uh, most uh, so-called, like, what like what do you say, uh, like, uh, most fearful about that, right? It actually, uh, it actually is like uh, business kind of like uh, introduction baiting emails, uh, right? Like, yeah. oh, email us, then we we have some job, we have some job or some advertising requirements that we want to work with your channel and all that. And you read it and you know that this is written by a robot because there's zero interest in what you actually are as a channel, right? So yeah, exactly. Like, and they, they really know how to get to the heart of what you're doing. Uh. And previously, I think when they say, oh, you know, we love your YouTube channel and want to work with you, when I was feeling like a bit too long, I would just reply, oh, so uh, thanks for reaching out, but which video of ours do you like the best? Yeah. And that normally ends it. Like. But then, now I feel just by the act of replying, right, maybe I'm giving up some some access to some shit. So, so mm. yeah, like, now I have to, have to just be super careful. Like. But if, yeah, if you're like 4 a.m. working on some edit or something like that, you see an email, you're feeling shitty about life, you look, you think, oh, there's new business coming. Why not? Mm-hmm. Boom time, man. Yeah. Boom time for the scammers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I would recommend like, you know, if you, I mean, we've been talking about the regular regulations that should be changed and all that. But if you really want to know, like, feel and understand the human impact of, of, of these scammers and all, uh, uh. of course, I mean, yeah, like, losing money always sucks, but I think you can really hear it from the horse's mouth. Uh, yeah, like, we'll link to some of the Facebook posts of that the OCBC scam victims wrote and all. Uh. Yeah, because, yeah, like, losing, like, 120,000 and, like, um, if you have, like, you know, they're saving to start a family, you know, and that's wiped out. Holy shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. And, of course, if there are people working in a bank or security who think we're just spewing nonsense, it would be great to hear from you on our Reddit the link is in the, the, the episode notes. Uh, actually, it's kind of related to our second topic as well. Mm. What is that? The the, the recent um, revelation that or acknowledgement by Razer, the tech company, mm. uh, the Singaporean tech company kind of or founded by a Singaporean that has global fame, they retract mm. Their claim that their mask is an N95 mask because there was a big YouTuber who did a review and kind of pointed out that this isn't uh, really N95 because it did not pass any of the tests required to be certified N95. Mm, mm, mm. And who is this YouTuber? Um, her name is Naomi Wu, but she goes by the yeah. moniker of Sexy Cyborg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, she's right. based in Actually, the Simpson. I, I think you mentioned her before. Yeah, I, I mentioned her before because uh, 
Yeah, she she does basically. I think she had some run in with uh, the Chinese authorities before mm. because of her content on YouTube or what. So I believe I have spoken about her before or something. And uh, yeah, and she does like tech reviews of cameras, of, of, of gear, and a lot of DIY, interesting DIY projects as well. And she walks so, on so the street is, with very uh, skimpy outfit or something. She, I think, yeah, correct. Yeah. Ah. I see, I see. She has a very uh, surgically enhanced uh, body. Yeah. So she, I think she, and she's not afraid to flaunt it. Lah. So uh, there are very daring stuff that the clothes that she wears uh, in public. And uh, a lot of times it's, uh, it, it, a lot of people think that that's the reason people watch her videos. Lah. But actually her videos are, are quite interesting in the sense that she's really good with like uh, DIY projects and, and uh, talking about tech like that. Lah. So actually it's quite, it's quite, uh, Interesting that she's the one who called out Razor this time. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think I remember when I first heard of her was when she was testing out the 3D 3D camera and she was walking around mm. Sun Sun in, in a bikini, you know. So I think that got yeah, her yeah. quite a lot, of, a lot of flame, uh, a lot of fame globally. But yeah, yeah, so when I saw this, I was like, oh shit, yeah, she looks familiar. But basically she did a review video that is about what, like, 30 minutes long. And mm. her main take, main uh, gripe was that when Razer was talking about the mask, they mm. put N95 front and center. Because I recall that, right? Their range yeah. of Zephyr masks, uh, which is some, like, some fucking hardcore mask with the gas cartridges or the refiller cartridges. And now they have retracted all claims la, that it's not mm. N95. Yeah, because I think that the big issues that they use... Uh, filters from the N95 mask, but uh, is the N95 is a certification for an entire mask, and not and it can't is you just you can't cut up an N95 and then say that oh this is the filter from the N95 mask, so this oh. makes my mask an N95. <laughs> so because yeah, because the the razor mask actually just uses the material of the N95 as a as a filter or something like that. It doesn't mean that the mask effectively. Uh, can be called an N95 mask uh, because that oh. that certification only comes for the full mask when it's you know tightly pressed up against your face and everything uh. So all the other aspects of the mask, like what the parts that are pressed up against your face and all the other mechanisms and do they seep? Uh, does air seep in and out of them? Uh, those are not so called N95 certified uh, or N95 grade or anything like that. Oh, so so that's the, this is the equivalent of let's say I put organic certified eggs into my Maggie Me, then I say this is some yeah. like. Uh, organic farm, farm to table yeah. <laughs> organic noodles exactly organic <laughs> organic noodles organic Maggie yeah. organic noodles exactly. yeah, yeah. Oh. just cause the ingredients are certified does not mean the whole product is certified lah. oh yeah. I see yeah because on their website they said yeah uh, N95 great filters with two way protection which is what Razer used um, mm. and then they said yeah Razer Zephyr offers greater protection compared to standard disposable cloth masks and filters air both inhaled and exhaled to safeguard you and your others around you. So then, yeah. since then, they have retracted it and in their mm. tweet, they said, we have taken feedback and guidance from regulatory agencies to establish our testing protocols for the Razer Zephyr and Razer Zephyr Pro. Review the test results and learn more about how we have designed the wearable air purifier. Yeah. Yeah. Which is how other companies like LG kind of branded their masks, which is not N95 certified. It's just a wearable mm purifier 
So, yeah, yeah. when you chanced upon this, what were your thoughts? Uh? I mean, um, of course, the, 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 the question you might ask is like, what's the big deal, uh, right? It's just marketing talk and, and nothing more. Uh. But I, I think the big deal is that, uh, you know, masks have been, be, people have become very fatigued by having to use masks uh, over over the last two years, like, right? There's mm. a lot of debate about whether masks work and blah, blah, blah and all that, like, right? Mm. So, uh, you know, someone like Razer, which is seen as a, generally as a very cool, one of the cool geeky companies, right? Mm. When they come out with a mask like this, it, it looks cool. It has like flashing lights and everything. It almost feels like, oh, it's badass and all. And then when you hear it's always oh, N95 as well. Uh, it makes you think that it's actually a comparable replacement to the actual medical N95 mask, uh, mm-hmm. which it isn't. So, if you if you are if you work in the medical field or you happen to be immunocompromised, like what this Naomi Wu, this YouTuber, is saying is, you know, then then you would have bought it thinking that this is safe to use and it's better and everything, mm. But the truth is, it's not like It's just a piece of. You know, it's a uh, basically a piece of LGB, uh, uh, sorry, LED lit plastic that allows you to slot in N95 filters. Mm. Uh, so, but it's not an N95 mask in itself, and, and there's no medical or scientific backing that is more effective or than a normal any normal cloth mask or whatever, lah. Mm. So, uh, yeah, la, it is marketing, but on top of that, that you know, it's a bit like. Uh, I would say it's like a bit like almost like the Theranos level of like of deception now saying that oh yeah you know with one tiny drop of blood we can we can do all these experiments and then uh, we can do all, all sorts of experiments and test your or test your test your your system for whatever diseases la. I mean it's a it's a quite a gross exaggeration over exaggeration of what the mask is able to do la. yeah and I say I would say my perception on this whole thing is of course biased by uh, my own previous thoughts about Razer as a company. Uh, I mean, um, like, uh, I think the, the thing is, I know at the start of the pandemic, there was a lot of marketing spin put around the fact that they're building some mask um, like manufacturing plant in Singapore and they have pivoted to focus and Tan Ming Liang, the CEO, is very uh, big on how they are giving back to community and all. Uh. Um, mm. Right. And then I think after that, the the only way you could get the mask was by yeah like signing up show with your IC or paying through Razorpay or something like that Razorpay yeah Razor signing pay. up for a Razorpay account or something. yeah Razorpay yeah. account so then even this one like especially when it comes to like N95 if people are thinking about using it let's say they you work on the front lines or something and they want something that yeah it can replace their standard issue N95 mask to get this it is putting them in danger lah so yeah. so this one it just feels like wow and then they just nicely retract and apparently now. They are all their website and product catalogs have been wiped clean of any N95. So it just feels mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. I mean, I go into you go to a website, it says, if you of the product, it just says, this is not a N95 mask slash respirator in big, bold, like uh, white color text. Mm. Uh, but you know, it just feels, I mean, the, the way they marketed it, it looks like, wow, it's like this. And, and you know a, a medical tech product that is like uh, that looks damn impressive lah. But the truth is, it's not like It's not a medical. It's not even medically you know certified N95 mask, right? So then, would you say it this just looks is a, cool? Would you say this is a scam or not? So 
I don't know, man. Yeah, no, the the, the things that they, they... Okay, sorry, just to add one more thing is that they do put down the bacterial filtration efficiency of the razor zephyr being at 99% compared to 65% for a cloth mask. So I don't know whether that 99% is based on the N95 filters only or what, mm. or, or whether they've, they've really you know tested the, the bacterial filtration efficiency such that it's higher or better than disposable or cloth masks. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a very big question mark. Lah, but and 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 uh maybe they have done the, the all the tests, but because they they chose to over exaggerate what the, the capabilities of the mask in yeah. this marketing, yeah. you definitely have to take a second look lah, before trusting what they say again. But would you use a mask like this? Uh yeah, I mean it just looks it looks like a cool Halloween kind of get up, you know? Yeah. Like you wanted to 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 look cool at a costume party. But yeah. it feels like it'd be fucking heavy, man. And like it's like you're going scuba yeah. diving. So that's yeah, where true. It's like is this really like how heavy is it? It feels like a you're wearing like something on your face as opposed to like something that's supposed to work but a bit more lightweight. Because you know like wearing a mask uh, is one of those things that over time uh, it might not hurt instantaneously, but over time the weight just wears down on you, which is why full kudos to people in jobs where you have to wear a mask the whole fucking day, man. Mm-hmm. Correct, because correct, the yeah. ears were hurt and this one just feels like oh is this really like yeah. functional <laughs> no but it's not it's not hanging on the ears though it's it's a uh, hit it's a hit strap correct it's a hit strap so but it it's hangs the back of the head uh, yeah the back of the head uh, I guess so, or maybe it is super mm. comfortable okay so I also have to give a caveat that a few years ago when I was getting sick of Mac increasing their prices for little functionality improvements with their <laughs> MacBook. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck you, Apple. I got a razor blade. La. Because yeah. the specs were great. It was still cheaper than Mac. It looked sexy as shit. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, Apple, Apple, yeah, screw you. La, okay. I, like Windows, you know, with, there was a lot more improvements and a lot more good feedback. And razor, razor looks fucking dope. Holy shit, mm. man. After two years, my razor died and I went crawling back with my imaginary tail between my legs to suck mm. on the nipples of Apple and like just get back on the MacBook uh, again. I think it's more than just your that it died. Like. It was the whole process of even trying to get oh, help yes. was, Correct, was yeah. horrible, right? Correct. Because like that, maybe it's Windows is shit. Like. Maybe I'm not cut out for Windows. But the whole process mm. when I was trying to uh, tell them there were issues that were wrong, the customer service was shit. My charger died. I went to them, I paid for a new charger, they sent me a charger, that charger wasn't working, and then they said, oh, they checked their records, it was a faulty charger, for me to ship them back that charger, and then get another charger, then that was fucked up, then I had to buy a new charger, so in the end, I was like, you know what, screw this, okay, my laptop's dead, I still have my SD uh, card, uh, I mean the, the, the what's the, the, the hard drive like, taken out, which I don't know how to read the stuff again because it was insane amount to pay to buy to repair the laptop. And the whole experience, I was like, what is this? And yeah, yeah. And then I was thinking, like, is it is it popular because of the hype and the branding and the the coolness of it when actually the products are like meh? Yeah, I mean I think yeah, basically uh, Razer is is first and foremost like a a gaming company, like, right? Yeah. So so uh I mean I don't know man like just uh the I I think you're not you're not the the stereotypical gamer and all yeah, that I'm lot, not, right I'm not. 
So so what you wanted was like a sleek, almost like a MacBook kind of replacement kind of laptop, lah, right? Yeah, to edit lah. Um, it still needed the power. Still yeah, needed the power. Yeah, still needed the power, all that. But I, I don't know, man. It's just the you know, not not understand the heat dissipation and all these things are still uh are still things that, you know, like uh, I think computer designers and all are still trying to get their minds around that. So but, it didn't seem like it didn't seem like the razor was at the forefront of like researching these issues like because for them it was a lot of it was about accessories com- like the gaming accessories as opposed to computers but like, like you're you're so, you're, you're somewhat of a gamer you like your gadgets you like your mechanical noisy yeah. ass keyboards but razor never yeah, appealed yeah, yeah. to you uh just just a bit too a bit too loud la, for my for my taste you know a little bit too loud so you're not a fan a of more, loud things uh? <laughs> No, I'm not. No. I'm very, very subtle <laughs> in how I dress and everything. Uh. But loud friends, uh, okay lah. Loud friends, okay. Uh, loud, loud people. I mean, I tolerate them like, Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I can tolerate razor, razor products. I can tolerate them, but you know, to at certain points, I feel like it's a, a lot more marketing, a lot more flesh than than what they're actually worth. Uh. Yeah, because looking at it, like I would, I, I regret not trying like one of the other local brands, like you know, AfterShock and mm, and brands mm. like that, which. Uh, also have that Singaporean uh, uh, brand, but it just feels like, okay, it's no nonsense, no frills. Whereas Razor, looking back, I think, yeah, you just pay for the look of it, you pay for the sleekness. Whereas with Apple, yeah, you pay for that, but like our company, MacBook, iMac, we've been using for how long already? Yeah, yeah. Hashtag this is not sponsored, it's not sponsored. Like. Yeah, it's not sponsored. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I think I think you, you, you've brought up quite a, few, a number of... Uh, yeah, like things about Razor. I, I almost forgot uh, that they were yeah at the forefront of of uh, providing masks for Singaporeans. Yeah. And then suddenly it came with that caveat. And yeah, like in your own personal experience, like buying Razor products and all. Yeah. Then I remember, oh yeah, it's actually kind of in line with with what's happening here. Like the marketing coming before the, the actual quality of the, the product. And I all don't like. understand it because it's still so big. It IPO'd. Um, there's, there's enough fanboys. The CEO is like a rock star uh, with like hundreds of thousands of fans and all that. And a GCB in Singapore. Energy what? Yeah. Oh, GCB, GCB in Singapore. Setting yeah. up their new office in Singapore. I don't know, man. Like, I'm sure there are people out there with with good experiences. And I mean, they do have cool products. I think a few years ago at the CES conference in Vegas, they had a number of like products that were voted best products of the conference. Like this one mm. monitor that pops up and then sp- spreads out into like a five monitor thing automatically or something. I don't know if it actually got made or something. Like it's, yeah. it's good marketing. Like. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but even then, right, you have all this marketing for laptop and you get whiners like me who complain. That's 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 like trivial. Like. But when it comes to this N95 mask, I think that's why it's rubbing people the wrong way. Like. Correct, correct, correct. Because, yeah, yeah, it really goes back down to because we're talking about medical certified devices and things like that, right? Mm. I think that's where you have to be super careful because throughout the throughout the Theranos case, I mean, they really, the defense really was that they they were just, uh, it's not that they were trying to scam anybody, it's just that they were really just uh, trying their best uh, and not uh, not meeting the mark, meeting the mark. Uh. So, what what harm does what harm does it do when a company is trying its best to produce a product? You know. Yeah. But when it comes to medical anything, medical results, medical uh, advice, medical devices, medical masks, I think that's when you need to be extra, extra, extra careful, Because mm. uh, everyone's situation, you know, the immuno, uh, how how immunocompromised you are, that all that is different. So, like for example, 
What's so bad about someone getting inaccurate uh, blood tests, right? You know, to you, it's just a test, right? Yeah, but, exactly. But for an immunocompromised person, you know, it's it's two weeks, it's three weeks, it's of of um you know uh mental stress of 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 you know even contemplating changing doctors or things like that like basically yeah so it is very it can provide a lot of stress for people and i'm sure people who have bought this mask thinking that it was n95 and all they're now like oh fuck i've been exposed for the goodness know how long how long to to stuff i shouldn't have been exposed to and the mask also doesn't look like it's going to be very expensive uh, very cheap right it's like 160 usd i think (laughs) yeah but it's got fans on it so you know, if you want to sound like a bit like Darth Vader and all, yeah, that's that's where this mask comes in, lah. Oh, he's got fans on it, lah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure, but right. I mean, yeah, lah. Like this, they do have the regular mask. They do have the the mm. bandana mask. They have the surgical mask. But then, yeah. So at least they have the the other kind of uh, the regular mask, lah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because this right. falls under wearables, lah. Wearables. Yeah. Wearables. Oh, they have voice amplification oh, yeah. also. Fuck, you're oh, Darth Vader's, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Woo! Jeez. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah, uh, la, I mean, yeah, it's la. one of those things that, uh, again, like like our first topic, if there's anyone who has con- like beliefs or thoughts that are totally opposite to ours, I would love to hear it because... Or yeah, if you've so, already bought it, bought the product itself already, right? Yeah. And then and, and, and it's, it's actually the, the, it's actually the, the best thing ever. The best do, thing do ever. Do that yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. Like never have to take off your mask when trying to order tea or kopi because they can hear you from a mile away. <laughs> exactly. It'll be great, yeah. man. Cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. 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 Alright. So we are at the one short comment section. Yes. I don't know, one yeah, one short comment section, that's right. So and one. uh what where what what have you seen that makes you feel shook? Um though someone like a Cuban Kiwi posted two days ago. Uh, a poll just asking about the demographics of Yalaba listeners. And I'm always happy when people kind of don't see our Reddit as a one-way thing where we post an episode and people talk about an episode. And they just create like shit like this, man. So uh, then and 99 mm-hmm. people have voted already. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, 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 yeah, I think just, just create that, uh, get more discussions going always makes me happy. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. What about you, huh? Um, I think uh, my my favorite comment is from Accidental Jurist, mm. who's commenting on AMA episode la. I mean, saying very positive things, but uh, also also just giving uh, giving some thought to how we started, saying that Yalabat has progressed very far from the early days when I heard phrases like "We're still new to this" or "We're just trying it this oh, this out." <laughs> Remember, I think when we started this podcast, we were like really unsure about this format of two people, two laypersons talking about the news. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, as Accidental Jurist points out that I think that Yalabad has really grown to develop a solid and unique and identity, not just in Singapore's uh, podcasting space, but also of all the podcasts I listen to. Uh. So wow. they're much, uh, he or she is much more likely to jump on a new Yalabad episode whenever I get a notification than it was just any other podcast. So, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to discern what, what, what is the appeal of the podcast to, for, to people. Mm. That's why it was interesting for someone to be so introspective about it and, and let us know what they were thinking. Oh, well, yeah, that, that, that was sweet. Because I remember at the start, people were also telling us, hey, no need to be so apologetic. La. Always saying, okay, you know, uh, we, we're just trying this out. We, we don't know. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I mean, yeah, but I mean, but again, I'm going to repeat it, and I'm going to apologize for our our Friday performance. Uh, when you see thirty minutes of TikTok dances from me and Harish, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's enough disclaimers so that when you all come, you're like, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> we'll be like, yo, on episode two five one and two four nine, we clearly gave yeah. you a heads up that it's going to be it's- just Terence and I. <laughs> Yeah, Dancing with the Stars, our, our own edition, the Yalabad edition. The Yalabad edition. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so, so cool. cool. Thanks thanks to those commenters, man. And then yeah. now, the one short thing of the past few days, and would you like yeah. to go first? Yeah, I uh, actually over the weekend, I tried out the, I'll not say, I, I got a glimpse of the and so forth uh, experience, which oh, is a, it's a theater company. Yeah, it's a theater company that that uh, does sort of I think what do you call it immersive theater. Mm. Like they they build a set based on a you know a story or some or some or some something that uh, an IP that is very beloved. Like for like now they're doing something around on the story of uh, around the world in eighty days. Yeah, because I think you know during the during COVID. Everyone hasn't. A lot of people haven't been able to travel at all, and around the world in eighty days is about travel. So they they've actually built a set that uh you know replicates a lot of different locations around the world. Uh, so I I I didn't go for the full adult experience. Uh, apparently, uh, apparently it's, it's very it's very fun and it's very intimate and nice. And I think a lot of people have. Uh, but yeah, I went for the kids workshop with my with my son lah. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was just cool to see. You know how how using sets and using light effects and and you know performances all that people are able to able to transport you to another world uh, even in, in in the midst even though it's in the midst of like a, a kalang warehouse uh, you know so uh, yeah kudos to them for 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 sticking it through the pandemic and and you know still being still doing awesome awesome shows uh, at this point uh. wow yeah because I know yeah. we have spoken about them in the past. Um and mm-hmm. that whole immersive experience thing, yeah. But you actually went for it, huh? So you recommend it totally, la. Yeah, yeah, I recommend it. And then also, in light of the the that when the last time I went for one of the things was way before COVID, la. It was an Alice in Wonderland thing. Mm. So it's also interesting to see how they've adapted to to you know COVID and restrictions and all these different things that we have to deal with. Huh? I see. Yeah. I see. Oh, I, so I, I I even spoke to some of the actors and all about uh, how things now compared to before and all. You never try so and it was, it was, it was, you, try what? You never try and like like disturb them when they're performing. Uh? uh I mean disturb them as much as talk to them, like yeah, like, that's that's what I was doing. La. <laughs> and then but but for my kid it was like it was just like uh it was his first time, you know, so called traveling and seeing different things. Yeah. So he was like, really excited, la, yeah. Wow, that is cool, yeah. man. Yeah, it's cool. But but if you if you're an adult and you're looking for something to do and you haven't traveled in a while, yeah, this one is, is quite interesting. Mm. I see, I see. That's cool. What about cool. you? Uh mine is this uh video on the Red Bull YouTube uh channel about mm. this it's titled uh Marcus Eder's The Ultimate Run, the most insane ski run ever imagined. So I actually mm. chanced upon this because I think Tim Ferriss mentioned it in his weekly email or something and I watched it and basically there's like this this one Italian skier just wanted to make the most epic freestyle ski video that that kind of has every imaginable stunt that you can do in skiing and it's a 10 minute video 
and it's so beautifully shot and it's fucking insane. La. Like, mm. the videos that Red Bull puts out once in a while with their athletes and all is insane. And this guy, you see him go up, uh, like ski, just do like three somersaults, land back down. It's it's like a walk in the park for him. And, and it's shot, of course, with like these amazing mountains in the back uh, at 4K. It was in the Alps. And it mm. is insanely thrilling. La. Mm, oh, it took 90 see. days what, to film. Holy shit. When did it, when was it released? Uh, November 3rd. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So, just a couple of months. Yeah. Month, about yeah, a month or two back. Yeah, oh, shit. It took 90 days to film. Oh, my God, man. Wow. Like, you watch it, it's, it's it's just gorgeous. La. And, and I see, I see. it's like, you know, Red Bull, sometimes they do some some quirky shots and like uh, some things he does where it's not just, just the slopes. There's some freestyling amongst the, in mm. the villages and all. And it's crazy, man. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Crazy. It's great. It's great. Fun. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Awesome. Cool, man. Cool. All right. So this is the first podcast of the week. The third podcast of the week will be our live performance uh, mm, filled right. with TikTok dancers and mispronunciations. <laughs> TikTok yeah. dancers, mispronunciations, and bad jokes. Uh, yeah. Okay. I've got to go and practice my dance now. Okay. So okay. Signing cool. off. All right. Take care, guys. Everybody.